I don't hear any tunes. <laughs> Are you hogging the music, Andrew? Should we just pretend we can hear it? Well, my watch just tells me we're live. That's a good sign. 10 <laughs> and 8. <laughs> Woohoo! Woohoo! So clearly we need to be doing some editing on that intro. Um, yeah. Welcome to our first um, live Friday night at 10 p.m. Uh, it was supposed to be our second, uh, but as many of you know, um, Matt Canis's hair broke the internet. Yes. Um, last or two weeks ago, I guess. We're going to send um, practice ignition the bill for that one. Yes, yes. We should send practice ignition the bill for breaking Facebook. Um, but we are honored to have with us another amazing guest this week. Um, she's the owner of uh, Bright Star, Bright, Bright Bookkeeping, Bookkeeping. And, um, and also the founder of Bookkeeping Buds. Uh, it's the amazing Cindy Schrader. Thank you Yay. for having us, Cindy. How are you doing? Thanks. I'm so excited to be here. I watch you guys every week. <laughs> oh, thank you. That's always nice to hear. Um, and we're we're really honored to have you here because obviously you're, you know, you've been a fixture around the conference scene for a while, um, and and you've been doing some pretty amazing things amongst communities. So you're, you know, everybody knows Cindy. Um, and and I guess the one thing everyone also knows. You're right. This Cindy, is this is how everyone knows me. That I was just about to say. Yeah. The one thing everyone knows about Cindy is she is a huge Disney fan. She's um, the biggest and, Disney fan I've ever met outside of maybe Walt himself. And maybe Roy. Well, you know, while we're on that topic and before you jump in, Andrew, um, recently, Cindy, well, you moved from the North. Where where did you live again? Was it, which state? Yeah, so I, I grew up in Chicago, in the okay, Western so suburbs Illinois. of Chicago. And, and I remember, uh, sorry, sorry. I remember when you jumped, or when you moved to Orlando, um, and I asked you recently when I heard you were moving, I was like, oh my God, oh my God, like you can't leave Orlando. You said, well, I'm, I'm looking for a spot with better, we were looking at a place with better fireworks access. <laughs> and they have amazing fireworks every night. Yes. Right. Hopefully yes. someday again, we haven't had them since March 16th. So oh. we're, hoping, we're hoping soon. So they they're social a, distancing the fireworks, are they? They're not going to yeah. put them off at all? Yeah, no, no parades, no fireworks, oh. because they don't want the crowds to gather. Mm, so the parks have only really been open till about seven o'clock anyway, so it's not dark enough for fireworks. But last, actually two nights ago at Epcot, they did sample ones because they're testing, I guess, a new show around midnight. But um, we could hear them. We just couldn't see them from our house. But the Magic Kingdom ones, I think we'll be able to see from our house. <laughs> nice. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I'm a, I'm a huge Disney fan. Me too. I was lamenting about not being able to get down to Florida this year um, for our sort of annual pilgrimage, or at least what it's become. Uh, you know, there is really something special when you enter into a, a Disney park. Um, and I think see, you've taken a lot of that sort of business concepts and that that concept of making things magical and, you know, bringing joy to, to what you do into your business, haven't you? Yeah, I try to. Um, so for with our bookkeeping business, you know, we try to add a little special stuff to our clients. So we send out a lot of cards and gifts to them. Um, just kind of doing that extra special, not just, you know, give me your bank statements or, you know, where are your receipts type of things just to make them feel special and, and realize that we appreciate them as clients. And then as um, part of our bookkeeping buds community, we talk a lot about 
um, you know, what's your happy place? So for us, it was Disney. And so from moving here from Chicago, we really, um, we really have made the Disney lifestyle part of our lifestyle. So I always, if you, if you watch me on social, I always do hashtag live Disney because um, it really is just about bringing it, that extra um, piece of joy to people and just adding a little bit of extra magic to, you know, to whatever you, it is you're doing with them. So how many times have you been to Disney World in Florida? Oh, how many times this week? Park? I, yeah, I yeah. How many times today? We've been there once this week. We went to Epcot on Monday. But um, yeah, I mean, before COVID, we were going probably about three or four times a week. <laughs> wow. And when we go, I mean, it's a little, it's a lot different than like, Andrew, when you come with your family, you know, where you're and spending. And I have to, I have to try to hit every ride in the park. Yeah. So be before COVID, I mean, obviously everything's changed since then, but we would just get, you know, a couple of fast passes for a ride, pick a park. And then after work, just go get our steps in, go on a couple rides, you know, have some drinks, things like that. Or um, Epcot used to have, again, before COVID, would have different music all the time. So they would, there's typically always a festival going on at Epcot. Yeah. And so they'll have different bands that come in every night. And so it was just kind of fun to go over there, get your steps in and just enjoy the music and what people watch, you know. Yeah, you definitely get your steps in when you're at Disney. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, this talk of steps, I like it. Yeah, well, that's all you on your uh, Noom diet, isn't it, Brad? Yeah, you look great, Brad. Oh, thank you. Yeah, eighty pounds will do that. But yeah, steps. Before <laughs> I, I used to hear off. that. I used to hear steps, and I'd be like, "Yeah, whatever." But now it's like I have a pretty good idea. So that would be a great place to to get in my exercise. That's for sure. How many yeah. steps are you doing a day these days, Brad? uh between 25 and thirty thousand. that's pretty decent holy crap <laughs> well I, I mean i'm sort of on this fast track no one's telling me it's zooms or nooms actually i have a you, you get a coach right and morrow's his name he's a he's a he's a really cool guy he lives in new york city and he's like yeah you're going really fast but you don't really have to you know and i said but i just want to get there so i can slow down literally I get this way. so i can eat more and exercise less well it takes a while right you're trying to like my my goal is 110 pounds and that's not just you know that's pretty difficult but how, how um, long does that take you a day like three hours to walk that many steps it depends um you can the the cool thing about the noom program is it talks about movement in general and to be more deliberate like especially in our profession we sit on our asses a lot Right. And, you know, like they say, sitting is the new smoking. So especially with, you know, I've got my Apple Watch and Fitbit and everyone, they do the same thing, but they remind you to get off your ass and move. Right. Stand up. You got your stand hours. So now what I'm finding is that I'm always looking for a way to burn some calories doing other things. So if I've got a phone meeting with somebody, I walk around, even if it's around the house. I'll take phone calls and go for a walk. I, I was speaking, um, Andrew, with Mitch Holiday a few weeks ago, formerly of Intuit. And, you know, I, I took his call. And I said, well, I got to go for a walk. So I did this. So you can multitask. And, and as you get more versed in it, people don't even know that you're actually getting in exercise while you're talking to them. So I've, I've had to learn. And this is the thing, like my business has been pretty quiet in the pandemic. So I've had the time, but I'm also trying to develop strategies that I can work and move, right? So it's movement. And I know other people that, have, that are looking at Noom and other people who have taken some of the advice 
And they say, yeah, it works great. I do webinars. Instead of sitting there watching them, now I'm listening to them. The other day I listened to a webinar with, with Hector Garcia who was speaking with Yusuf West of, of uh, Relay Financial. Great conversation going on. And I was just walking around doing things. So yeah, that's how you- That's a, you, that's a good you, idea. Yeah, you have to be sort of committed to it. So Disney would be awesome because you could take a client call. They don't need to know that you're just <laughs> you're waiting in line for it's a small world or I Space think they Mountain. would hear the music. It's pretty hard to take yeah, you get some good Disney, some good canceling headphones or something. But you know what I mean? Like it really is, especially in our profession, we sit around a lot. Yeah. And I sure was guilty of that, you know. Um, I was comfortable with that. Now I can't sit still. So I find myself, especially when you look down and the metrics are on your, on your wrist and you see what you've done today. So, oh, I got to get that number up. And <laughs> it becomes kind of second nature. And that's kind of what they teach you. Like it's everyone, you know, it shouldn't look at it as a diet. It's kind of a, 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 it's a, it's a paradigm shift just looking at your life a bit differently so yeah sure and, and Anyways, Brad, Brad needs a new metric to follow other than uh twitter likes <laughs> well now i have a twitter account back as you yeah. guys know um cindy uh knows that because yeah i finally said you know what screw this i am not gonna sit and wait for jack dorsey to give me my account back i have a whole bunch of throwaway accounts i've had for a while but they, I just they never told you what i mean it just disappeared one day well, it's still there. It just says it's blocked. Yeah, it says it's blocked. I get notifications all the time, which is frustrating because I think, oh, I'm back. And then I look and no, I'm still in jail. But um, no, it, it happened in July. Um, I was definitely aggressive on tormenting. Well, not that he even notices. I'm just a mosquito, right? Um, a lot of other, I learned that a lot of other people like it's, it's amazing. There's, I wasn't the only one doing it. I learned from other people is that they actually follow Trump and reply to him because it boosts your, your, your um, influence on Twitter. And I thought, man, how do people do that? How do they respond so fast that they can get in there right away? And I demonstrated to Andrew once what happened. So I got probably a little carried away and I kept doing it and doing it. And I was promoting Mary Trump's book in July by putting up this picture of, of uh, it was the doctored version of the president holding the Bible, but this time he was holding her book and under it, it said, buy Mary Trump's book. And then I, I think I was okay until I started putting in Amazon links and then someone reported me for spamming. Oh. Now, no one told me that, but I was doing that like the <laughs> whole day. And then I went to log in and I couldn't, and I was getting all these weird messages and there's an appeal process and I tried it and I've come back many times and I've, sucked up to them i've offered to cut um jack dorsey's lawn and of course he's probably you name it i'm sucking up i'm saying please this is my business account i promise i promise i won't pick on the president anymore nothing not a word not anything and i talked to a lot of people that say they usually will reinstate you for stuff within a week or two but it's been a couple of months so i said screw it and you know, I just got tired of not being able to have a voice out on social media because even though Facebook's pretty good, I don't like utilizing Facebook for yeah. the personal side. Like we know how great it is on the business side. All three of us keep in touch through Facebook, but it's more through business sort of contacts. I don't know about you guys, but I don't really pay attention to my personal feed anymore. My, my feed has become full of 
of business business for sure um it's amazing the way that that happens it's you know that's the thing i, I hate about that algorithm is the way it picks and chooses yeah. whose content we see it sort of drives me nuts but yeah uh, it's like how many cat way. pictures do i need to see in a day I, I don't see many cat pictures oh, i know it, i don't either i see a lot of business stuff which sometimes it's not what i want to see like some people definitely are pushing business way more than personal and frankly that can get a bit old sometimes so where where's that fine line now groups are great as we know groups are a great way to keep in touch and, and with people and, and, and talk about the stuff that we have in common. So well, now, do you guys find that you get clients from using social media like Twitter or LinkedIn or use them more just as to advertise? I do. That? So yeah, I, I definitely do. I definitely get some, but it's not my number one driver for sure. Yeah. Right? And my thing too, is like on most of my social media channels now, like the majority of the people, like particularly Facebook, it's going to be all accountants and bookkeepers and they're not hiring me. And what I yes. will get is I sometimes get referrals from other accountants and bookkeepers who, um, who will find someone that's not in their niche. That's more in my niche and they'll refer them over. Um, so I get a bit of that. Um, I got, I got a great call this afternoon from, um, from a friend who, and a Facebook friend who's going to give me a great opportunity to do a post uh, in with one of the major banks here. Um, some positive things. Um, and, so that, that helps a little bit. Um, now our Facebook page, we do a fair bit there. Like, and we'll do like Facebook ads and stuff like that through our business account, but that's not my personal account. And then for that, we're definitely looking at driving conversions and leads and measuring all that stuff. Um, and, and even still, I would say that all the social media combined, Facebook, um, Twitter, Instagram, still peril, pales in comparison to what google drives for me like google drives the majority of web leads for me for sure um and then even within that when i add it all up when i add up my you know google youtube facebook all that stuff together that's only about a third of our leads but another third comes from existing clients and then another third comes from staffing agencies which are sort of like our referral partners that we work with um so all that digital marketing still only really accounts for you know, about a third of our. our Andrew goal. is not really an accountant. He's more of a marketing expert. Now, a few weeks ago, I think the last time we had a live show, Andrew, wasn't it? Or maybe fairly recently, we stayed up till five o'clock Toronto time. So Eastern, he's on the same time <laughs> zone as you, Cindy. And Andrew ripped apart how lame my marketing is. And I'm glad he did because I needed to, to see it from those eyes and from a friendly, you know, somebody's going to tell it like it is. And holy shit. Andrew, you got it dialed in. There's no doubt about it. Where I've used social media is just more on that organic sort of reach, getting to know people through communities. And I think, yeah. you know, we're, we're mm -hmm. going to talk communities tonight is that communities, everything, like the three of us are, are testament to that. Like, Cindy, I don't know how many connects in San Jose you've been to, but I think you're one of those people oh. that have been to all of them. Yeah, you're the you're the six for six. Yeah, and, and I remember how and jealous I was last year when you're all walking around with your five for five pins, and I'm, <laughs> where's my pin? I don't get one at hey, anyways. I I got to meet Train at the first QuickBooks Connect, so that was the best 
ever. <laughs> so my absolute most favorite band ever. And they were at QuickBooks Connect and I got to meet them. It was well, amazing. I got to hang, I got to see the Goo Goo Dolls in my first year. And the Goo Goo Dolls are actually, it was the song Iris. I don't know if you know that. Oh, yeah. That was my song that my wife and I danced to at our wedding. So oh, nice. it, 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 it was special. And, you know, that was pretty cool. Um, and then would they have the, what's that band out of San Francisco um, this, the next year? Anyways, good times. And that's where we all met and, and, and this huge community. And back then I had no idea any of this existed. I was yeah. such a noob. And, and Andrew, to, into it to doing that sort of Disney experience and creating something magical in, yes. in conferences. Oh, right? absolutely. Yes. So yeah. on that note, how how, how are you going to handle not being there this year, Cindy? Because I know I am well, not and, happy about it. And, yeah, nature, buzz, damn you. <laughs> your bookkeeping buds, right? You were going to yeah, have Yeah, yeah. So part of bookkeeping buds, so bookkeeping buds is a community for women that um, own a bookkeeping firm. And yes, it's only for women. I know I got I got blasted on Facebook today. For, I'm going to wear a wig for, if I can crash <laughs> it. <laughs> not including men. Um, but uh, yeah, and part of it is uh, we have a Slack community or we talk to each other on Slack, not on social media. And then the other part is we hold a, an annual retreat. So it's a, it, this was supposed to be our fifth year. Um, it was going to be a huge celebration. It was actually supposed to be Monday and Tuesday this week. It's our BUDS retreat. And uh, our retreats are a little bit different than um, the conferences. And, and the way that they started was because of, of myself, when I started my business in 2007, um, I really, I was like you, Brad, I didn't know anything. I mean, like I knew I how to do know anything or anyone, right? business or any of that stuff and so one of the first women that I um, met in the area she was a CPA um, in Chicago her name's Leslie North and and I asked her like what should I do you know and she told me about this leader group and so I was like oh okay great so I went to the first conference on my own and it was scary you know because I didn't know anybody and traveling by myself and all that stuff but oh my gosh like life-changing Doug and mm -hmm. Chelsea are amazing people they're, they're they're so kind and helpful to everybody um and so that really was like wow this is amazing and I've learned so much from going to the conferences and a few years later I was at one of the leader conferences and met a woman who I had known from another online group that I was part of and I knew it was her first conference and I asked her and said you know how is it going for you and she said I can't do this. Like she was and just walking into the trade show floor. She's like, this is way too much. It's too crowded. There's too many people. I don't know. She said, I called my husband and told him he has to be on a plane tonight or I'm leaving. And so, and I thought, wow, like how brave of this woman to get all the way to the conference and then, you know, freak out essentially. So then it started me, I started thinking about, well, how many women are out there that don't have that you know, courage or the ability to go somewhere far um, to, to build their business and learn, get this education. So what I wanted to do, and I had already started Buds at that point, but the main goal of Buds was always to have these safe retreats for women that they can go and network with each other and get that education that they wouldn't, that, that they would get at the big conferences. So we've been very fortunate that I am connected to so many great people like you guys and um, and so many others that the speakers that I've been able to have at the Buds Retreat, um, you know, come and they spend the whole day with us. And um, we've had um, Jeannie Whitehouse and Misty Mejia and nice. uh, we, had, we had Brittany Brown last year and She's Karen Woodman. Cool yeah, so we've had all these really amazing Did women. Did you say Karen? Come. 
Karen Woodman. Yeah, yeah Karen yeah, Woodman. She's, she's just she's very connected. awesome. Yeah, absolutely. She's one of my I met favorites. her at uh, the Mountain View trip that we did my first year. So your second year, we set, we had lunch and just instantly I thought, Karen's the coolest. And yeah, all you, like, I know Marnie Stretch is in that yep, group. Marnie Stretch. Like, <laughs> and I used to see these bookkeeping buds thing around and the running joke was, oh, they just sit around and do buds all day. You know, the cannabis <laughs> part. So, like yeah, I was like, so why do they call it buds? Bud flowers. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so it's all, you know, because I say they're all wildflowers, they're all yeah. unique in their own way. But our retreat's very different. The first day is all health and wellness. We don't talk anything about business. I should say we shouldn't talk. See, I could come and talk to you about noon, put a wig on, right? <laughs> so if you're, if you're not I'll, a I'll be able to pull it off. No one will, I'll have to take this off though, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And yeah, and then the second day is all business. And so we have um, vendors come in. And um, so the goal is to, to never have the retreat be more than 100 people. Although now I feel like 50 is, is even too many. <laughs> I think it's gonna be more like 50. And then we will never have more than five um, vendors on site. Because um, so, I think that it is so important to have that connection and um, you know be able to build those relationships. And I know we've had the vendors we've had in the past, we've had Bento and T-Sheets and Intuit, of course, and Right Networks. And, and they really do build that relationship with, the, with our, you know, our community that, cool. um, that gains them more business in the long run. Are you jealous, Andrew? Because I am. Um, while we're on the topic, Anna Toronto Calderon asked, how can someone join bookkeeping bots other than being a woman? But that and I believe is yes. So how do, how does one join? So yeah, so you can um go to bookkeepingbuds.com and we have a monthly membership. It's only $29. Um we have, like I mentioned, a Slack channel that um is where we kind of all support each other, get our questions answered. Um, then we have a monthly call for members. We have a typically have a free call for every anybody. Um, we call them lunch with a leader, where we bring somebody in that's an expert about different topics. Um, and then we have our annual retreat. And one of the big things that we talk about in um, Buds as well is goals. So every quarter uh, they have to um, profess, I guess, a, a business and a personal goal. And so this way, at least four times a year, they're thinking about how to move their business forward because we get so involved with, you know, our families and helping clients. And we tend to forget our business once in, you know, often, yeah. too often. Too often. So I like to remind them to put themselves first and, you know, together we can support each other. And so we just started a new program called Goal Busters. And <laughs> so- Goal Busters. Goal Busters, yeah. So, yeah. Um, so <laughs> it's, a, uh, it's, a, it's a group, um, that's kind of a side group of buds, I guess, um, where we meet on a monthly basis to talk about our goals and how we can actually move those forward. So more of an accountability group. Well, Marnie says Buds is a fabulous organization, exclamation mark. And Cindy absolutely has the best in capital B, all caps, Slack community. So that's cool because Slack can be a challenge if yeah. you don't have engagement in there. I know I've been in a ton of in a ton of communities and they're boring. And mm -hmm. you know, I, I'm not a fan of the interface, so um, it takes me a while. If there's engagement, I, I can overlook that. But Christian Mandarins, our good friend out there in Vancouver Island, said we're going to start a bookkeeper buds for those of us whom are 420 friendly. So 
um, Christian, assume because you're a guy, that means Andrew and I can join. So um, there you yeah. go. Bookkeeper my buds always north. He's get from my, that he's going to start hubs of buds and they're just going to go <laughs> golfing and drinking all day. Okay. <laughs> what about friends of buds? <laughs> Friends of Buds. Yeah, yeah, like Andrew and I, right? Do yeah. that. Andrew, we got to find a way a into this. Of a bud? Yeah. <laughs> Drinking yeah. bud. Drinking bud of Bud. I don't think yeah, I can we've been really convince my wife to become an accountant. We have. We do have a lot of um, communication on our Slack channel, and it and our community is awesome, and it's really for you know all different levels. So we have people that are just starting out to people who have been in business for 15 years, you know, have employees and things like that. And it's great. So the people that have been in buds forever for the last 10 years, um, you know, they have that ex, you know, that expertise that they can share with the newbies and the newbies come in with that motivation and, and that excitement. And it kind of helps you remember why you started a bookkeeping business in the first place. So yeah, we're, we're, everybody has their own expertise. We've had um, during all this PPP stuff, which do you guys have that in Canada? The No, but we have something similar. Similar. Yeah. Okay. Same government so, I mean, the rules are changing every day. And we Not had, yet. I don't know if you guys know Nancy McClellan. Um, she's one of our members and she's been, oh my gosh, just so helpful and explaining to us all the PPP stuff. And she's on top of everything. So all of our buds have a, a special um a special gift that they bring to our, our community and we're very fortunate to have all of them. Yeah, I, I think it's it's so amazing and I think it's such a wonderful thing that you've done to bring that together because, you know, I, I guess Brad and I in particular, we're probably guilty of forgetting how hard it is those that first time that you show up at a conference because now, and for you too, like, I, I mean, you probably don't remember what it was like to your first time because now you have so many friends and everywhere you go, everyone knows Cindy and um, it's become like it's such it's like family right you know and, and you miss Definitely. everyone and you know it's all hugs and drinks and good times uh, but the first time you show up that can be pretty intimidating well, very I, I, intimidating yeah. yeah I knew one two people there mm -hmm. I knew uh, Jeff Borshua and Rachel Fish and you know I was stoked to hang out with Rachel because uh, she trained me you know she mentored me and she was the only person. And then right away, she introduced me to a ton of people. And then, of course, the rest is history because Intuit made, you know, they, those conferences, like you said, Andrew, you nailed it. It's like the Disney of conferences, right? Yeah. You know, we can go to these other ones, but they really do make this magical sort of memorable experience. You know, you look at the work that Kim Anspa and, and Dee Dee Donna uh, Duncan and up here in Canada, we have Rachel Clark and the marketing team at Intuit Canada. They just, you walk in and it's like you are in a place like Disney where they yeah. make it. It's immersive. Memorable. Like I used to say, and Andrew and I don't sleep, as most people know. We, we go there and we try and outdo each other. Pure adrenaline. But, but I'm, I'm like, if I sleep, I'm going to miss something. I don't want to miss something because I want to be, even if I'm tired, I'm exhausted. You know, I've told the story about being kidnapped once when I did try and ghost everyone and sneak away and then ended up, you know, the Just latest tell him I'd you're ever going for a shower. <laughs> yeah. That's what Andrew did to me last year. He, we were somewhere and he says, Oh, I'm just, I, I really need a shower. <laughs> and then never saw him again. So yeah, 12 hour shower. I think it's a little bit different for you guys yeah. too, because you've gone to so many conferences that you don't need the education. You're not going to the classes and things like that. Well, we should go. Yeah, um, and, and that's one of the things we're, that that's definitely something that we're learning is like we should go. It's just that lure and that draw of talking to your friends, and and also I do find like some of the like it's like these conversations, right? And and hopefully you'll stick around yes. after the show. And like I love these individual one-on-one -on -one conversations, and we're fortunate that we've made friends with many of the people who will speak at these conferences. 
so we can get those pearls of wisdom in like a deep one-on-one conversation um which is amazing but like i mean there is still like even if i skipping classes the amount of learning and the value that i get out of going and having these conversations and having friends that i can turn to like and and i i you know i've definitely gone through um many many um you know conversations deep heartfelt conversations with people that i've met at these trade shows that have been really influential on where my business has gone decisions i've made with my dad and where we've gone uh, there's been so many people that have had a huge massive impact on my business and so many insights and, and especially in those early days when um when it was still also new to me there was so much like it was it was you know you were torn between where do you go because there was so much mm-hmm. great content and there still is a lot of great content some of it is now getting repetitive and and i get that and i get that from from you know, an event standpoint, they have a lot of people that are trailing us that are still just getting on board with this concept of the cloud. And they need to teach them all the things that we learned three, four, five years ago. Um, and, and so I think that that's where you're starting to see the emergence of new programs and new organizations tailored more towards the people who have been around um, for, for a few years to get you into um, some higher level, deeper, deeper stuff. But I think that there's, you know, even at these conferences, there's still great stuff that like, maybe you skip the one about advisory, maybe you skip the one on value pricing because you've you've been to those ones, but there's still always great concepts and great things about things that you can implement and add to your business at pretty much every one of these conferences. Um, You know, like for example, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, and I just, and I love, I mean, about our community. I don't know if this is in other communities as well, but I mean, in the accounting industry that when you go to these conferences, you can pretty much talk to anybody about mm-hmm. anything and they're going to share their information with you because right. there's so much business out there that it's not like, oh, I can't tell you because you might take my clients or Rising something. Rising tide. Yeah. It's a yeah, ri- it's, it's just the abundance so mindset. It's, it, it's epitomizes the abundance mindset. You know, that was a shock to me when I first got yes. here because I was not used to that. And I don't yeah. think that that is normal. Um, and and I, I can tell you. We live in a normal. scarcity mindset, zero sum game, right? You yeah. you gain at the expense of somebody else. And it really isn't that way anymore. Yeah. Um, in, in my world, anyways, I'm surrounded yeah. by people with the abundance mindset, the sharing and the caring that comes with that, right? And that's what we know. That's why we value this community so much because you feel looked after you know you go to these conferences and there's such special times that they have to end you know back to not sleeping i always had this conscious <laughs> mindset that i don't want to miss anything but i just want to take it all in you know even when it's not going on i appreciate the marketing that goes behind it you know the the way they dress up the conference center the little details you know it's just so great to be there in that yeah. environment from end to end from the time yeah. we get off the plane and we get over to the Fairmont and start seeing people. It's it's magical right from that moment, and it and it doesn't stop till we're going to the airport and going home. And doesn't sucks. stop then because there's usually someone on the plane, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So, but it's hard, you know. I, I you get, I feel the first year I got back, and my wife thought, "What the hell happened to you?" Because. <laughs> 
I was so <laughs> excited. I, I said, and then we did this and then we did that. And then there was this and there was this talk. Oh yeah. And Oprah Winfrey, you heard of her? She, yeah, she was there and all that stuff. And my wife was just like, Oh and then God. you're on stage playing piano with Jade. Yeah, that, that was <laughs> kind of crazy. But, you know, just, it's just, you know, you have to be there to, to understand it. And, and Andrew, our good friend, um, we have a friend up here in, in, that I introduced to our community last year. Eric Lee is his name. I brought him up to a local Get Connected conference just north of here in Edmonton. And it's a one-day conference. He didn't know anything about the community and he came away going, holy crap, is this, this is really cool. So I talked him into San Jose and of course he did it up and he was with Andrew and I. So we showed him a good time and then I convinced him to come to Toronto as well. So he did these three conferences really close. He's really busy, <laughs> but he is like, oh my God, like that was the best experience. And uh, you know, of his, of his life because, well, professionally, because he didn't, he said that he needed something like that. He needed a shot in the arm. And that's really what it is, right? When you're surrounded yeah. by all these great people in our community, you come away just super energized. Oh, absolutely. And I think just getting away from your day to day, you know, and being yeah. around like-minded people, I mean, it's just naturally inspiring. Well, yes. and letting loose a little bit too, right? Like hitting a T-sheets party and just being like, let's just, you <laughs> let's know, just like, get wasted. Let's just have some fun. Like, <laughs> you get wasted. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that, that it's, it's a good balance of like, yeah. you know, energizing your mind, but just letting loose. Um, you know, I try to make sure that I'm not worrying about stress or stressing about work and, and yes. sort of put that off and, and just sort of say, cause I know, you know, a lot of people sort of try to manage their business while they're down there. Um, and I don't, I sort of check out and it's like, there, there's the reminder that goes on my email a couple of days before, like be prepared. I ain't going to be around. Yeah. My, I can't do both. I can't. No, I can't. it's hard to get work done. When I see people doing work down there, I feel for them because I, I can't. I basically tell my clients, I'm sorry, unless it's an absolute emergency, I'm going to be very, in the first few years, I didn't even put a plan on my phone. I think I would get a local plan just so I had some data, but I wasn't reachable. And I warn people about that because you know how it is. Every minute is spoken for from... I mean, we're yeah. talking yeah, 7 a.m. to 5 a.m. in some days, right? <laughs> um, it's hard. It's hard to, to, to run a business from down there. And to me, if we ever have in-person conferences again and we can talk, talk them up, when you Oh, go, don't say if. Well, when. <laughs> when. when. Just, this whole world that we're in right now, I just, you know, I, you know, I, miss, the, I miss the old days. Yeah. You know, all of six months ago, but you know, when it happens, um, and you know, I tell people go there with a sense of purpose, don't have distractions, go in there with an open right. mind. And, and, you know, if you want to go and take all the, the, the awesome PD, go for it. If you're there for, with an objective to, you know, it's that knowledge transfer face to face. I think we all agree that even when we're sitting there at night, having drinks, maybe a few too many drinks, I'll never forget this conversation I had with with Jill, I don't know how to say her last name, Shallot or Shalette, something. She's from, uh, I think she's from DC. And here we are walking down the street. I think we stole some beers from wherever we were. We had a beer in each one of our hands. We were talking about receipt bank and <laughs> little tricks and things. And here we are, you know, and how do you do this? And how do you do that? And if you listen to conversations, there's lots of really geeky conversations going on like yeah, that. They're totally we're, geeky. <laughs> we're walking down the street, you know, having a good time, looking for the next place to go. And we're talking about software. 
and accounting mm. concepts and value uh, value pricing or whatever. You know, it's cool because you know because it, that, because these are our businesses yeah. and this is what yes. we're passionate about. Yes, we found other people who share that same interest. Yes, we're just as passionate. And what we know about this business is that the technology is so rapidly evolving and there's so many different things and so many different ways you can use it that if you're not talking to other people and learning from what they've done and what their mistakes are and what worked for them it's really hard to succeed yourself because you're going to go through there's a myriad of things you can do wrong with with technology and i'm a perfect example of that because you know like fails going like what we did with matt canis we've always got failures going on and the only reason i'm not failing every single day is because I've got so many friends who have told me the tips of what not to do along the way, right? Along sure. with hopefully some things of what to do. Yeah. But I think that's, I mean, my dad used to say that, you know, if you want to learn how to do something, find someone who's an expert at it and yes. ask them how to do it. I Never think be the smartest person in the room, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of these new people that are starting bookkeeping firms now because, you know, either they've lost their job or they're just looking for some, you know, a change, like, you don't have to do it all on your own. Could you? Yeah, of course you could do it all on your own, but it's, it'd be way less painful to join, you know, our group, Bookkeeping Buds, or, and I mean, there's tons of communities out there, um, you know, find your tribe and ask questions and don't be afraid to look dumb because, you know, I always say I'd rather look dumb in front of the buds than in front of my clients. Well, $29 a month is a tremendous value. Um, when I look at the people talking that are in the group, Kathy Iconis is out there too, um, talking it up. What, like joining a community like yours is amazing. Um, it's an amazing resource for people because I'm not surprised it succeeds, like it's succeeding like everyone says it is and like you're telling us because of the people that are in it. So many members of Bookkeeping Buds. I know you guys would hang out down in San Jose and you'd have your little meetups and stuff. And I'd see it, the all-stars in the group. You know, it's kind of a who's who of the bookkeeping community in, and I'm not going to say in the US, it's North America. And I assume you have people from other countries as well, maybe UK, we Australia. Have Marnie. <laughs> well, yeah, Canada. Canada. I mean, I think you're going to end up with more Canadians. What about yeah, it's still, it's still a very small community. It's very organically growing. I do because I have my bookkeeping service as well. Um, you know, I don't have a huge amount of time to grow it how I would like to. So um, the, the right, the universe brings in the right people for our group. It seems uh, like, well and uh yeah, it's just amazing to see them grow, you know, as, as much as, as they have. I mean, last year at QuickBooks Connect, I think we had 15 people or 15 buds that went and a lot of them, I shouldn't say a lot, I think there was like five or six for the very first time and they just felt comfortable enough because they knew they were going to know a lot of people there and it was life changing. Like, um, I mean, just, yeah, it's just crazy. One of, uh, one of the buds when I very first, um, at our very first meeting that we had in her because we used to meet in person we would have um, in-person meetings at Panera in Chicago there was at one time we had four different groups that were meeting monthly um, and before we started you know going across the country with buds but one of the women that came she was just coming into the Panera meeting room she seemed scared to death and there was four of us in the room and she's gone from that to she went to QuickBooks Connect and actually went up to Brad Smith and got a picture with him it was of course like my most that's what we do in the world yeah. <laughs> 
because you Everybody know how much a Brad Smith picture. That, right? Yeah, I just, I mean, she's amazing. And uh, yeah, that's that, that's my favorite story that she's like, and she still says, I, I don't know what happened. I just, huh? I was watching him. Brad has that effect on people. And I just ran up to him. <laughs> and Brad that, loves that stuff. Well, right? it's it's the QBO magic, right? It, yes. It, it gives you that courage, that confidence. You just feel, yeah. like, you feel like you're in such a safe space there. there yeah. You really do. Um, and, and I think that's amazing. But I, what I'd love to know is like, what's your vision for bookkeeping buzz? Like if you, if you were to look, you know, three, five and 10 years out, where would you like to see bookkeeping buzz go? Yeah. So I'd really like to have it. And I, and I was hoping for next year, but this was before everything pandemic happened, obviously yeah. to have the, um, the bookkeeping buzz retreat in different areas of the country to be able to allow women who, you know, maybe can't afford to travel super far to get that same experience of networking with each other and, and building mm -hmm. those relationships. Um, so that was, that was kind of, that's kind of the vision to grow it. Um, I just think that there's just so much, it's so important to have that community of support behind you. Um, just build your confidence, you know, uh, let you offer more things to clients, um, you know, that maybe you wouldn't feel comfortable doing. I know we've had some people, you know, that didn't offer payroll or, you know, payroll support to their clients. And then they learned from people in, in our community that were doing payroll and asking their questions. And then they felt confident enough to offer that as a service to grow their businesses um, right before um, before the everything shut down, we actually did what was more of a, a private retreat, I guess you would say. Um, it was more of a, um, we called it the Believe Retreat. So it was, we had five women. I rented a house in Florida. They came out and we spent two days um, working with each other on a, a variety of topics of, you know, finding your star clients and, you know, um, what services you want to offer and all of those types of things. Um, and so I think more of those really intimate retreats where you're really diving deep into what's holding them back or, you know, how, what they really want out of life. Um, I think one of the women there, I don't think, she, I think she decided she didn't really want to be a bookkeeper after it. So <laughs> not, can't promise fair, what's going to happen, but there's it's always some sort of transformation. So, um, oh, so I didn't realize payroll would be like this. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> yeah. know it was hard. <laughs> what, I have to be available on their paydays? Oh, <laughs> Not quite what I want to do, but um, yeah. yeah, so it's just, you know, it's really just about helping women get to that happy place where they want to be and grow the business they want to grow. You know, it doesn't have to be a million dollar business. That's not one of my dreams. My dream was to, to live in Disney World, which we are 11 minutes from. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like I'm living that dream and, um, you know, we're happy with where we're at with, you know, um, the amount of clients we have and things like that. So, you know, I think some, there's so much out there that on social media that people are put all this stuff out there and Unfortunately, it's not sometimes always true. And so then I think people feel badly that they can't reach the same goals as other people. But I think everybody's goals just have to be, you know, what, what they want to do and yeah. what what's a good, happy place for them. So um, if you haven't thought about it, be sure to take the time to think about what you really want, who you want to be spending time with. And, and life's so short. And especially, I mean, now I think everybody's kind of yes. never know what's going to happen. I mean, my yeah. my 
I think my life-changing thing and um, I had a three-year time period where I lost both of my parents and I had a mm. small bout with cancer and that was like okay this is it like whatever we want to do we're doing because you just have you don't know what's going to happen yes so. I heard there's an asteroid about to hit us in a few weeks but it's 2020 <laughs> yeah. right no big deal it's just it's what do you even kid about that <laughs> I know it's kind of like if it were to happen it would be believable that's the worst yeah, part the locust what was the the what was the insects that were oh yes there was a plague of locusts somewhere <laughs> oh, God, this is everyone very started very getting all biblical saying <laughs> yeah. here we go it's the end of the world as we know it but um, so yeah we'll get we'll so get every day, like to your best <laughs> yeah yeah well and I, I think that that's such an important thing to remember too is that everyone has their own pace and their own um things and i think that it's really easy for um i mean you know, this is it's funny because we just had to have a conversation with, with our daughter, um, you know, about social media and how social media is really warping, you know, teenage girls. I have a 12 year old daughter. Oh, I can't even imagine. Right. And, 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 and have a conversation with her about like, look, that's people putting on their best selves. And that's not where you have to set your expectations. You have to set your expectations for what you, what you want in your life and what makes you happy. Um, and recognize that, first of all, first and foremost, most of that, I'm not calling it fake, but it's people presenting their absolute mm -hmm. best selves, right. right? And that's, you know, like it used to be new magazines and TV that, that set the precedence, but now it's, it's social media and filters and all this other crap. Um, and I think that we fall, we have that same issue in the accounting world, right? You know, people creating this, this image of, and this persona and people feeling like they're not, and I know I've been through that myself, like, sometimes feeling like, oh, shit, I'm not where I need to be. You know, I, I can see these people, I, there is always going to be someone doing something better than you. And it's fine to look at that and go, hey, I want to take inspiration from that. But when it gets when it goes from inspiration to um, some form of jealousy, or some form of insecurity is where it starts to become a very slippery negative slope. Uh, and I think if you just focus on, you know, what's important to you, and whether that's you know, living close to Disney, whether that's, you know, just having some more freedom to spend time with your kids, um, whether that's growing a million dollar business or a $3 million business or, a, you know, an app, whatever it is, it's, it's finding out what's important to you um, right. and living your life based on yourself and your goals, not, not what you're seeing out there in social media or conferences or anything else, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's very important. And I think too that, I mean, even that, I mean, like Brad's kind of an example of, you know, taking care of yourself and being healthy. And I know in the, <laughs> not putting any fingers, Andrew, but. <laughs> he takes care of himself. He lifts, lifts weights 12 ounces at a time. One, two, three. <laughs> oh, and just, and just for the record, because I know the buds that are watching, I am drinking a wine cooler, which I don't drink very often at all. So I'm just putting it's that a out special there. night yeah we, Ooh, we get yeah. people <laughs> yeah then there's me drinking straight tequila <laughs> aka water yeah, yeah. But I, yeah I know, really I know during much. the um during the pandemic um we've been like i said we've we've been walking and really making a, a point of you know when we wake up in the morning we go for a walk and then i do a meditation and it, it's just it's helped so much and so yeah, it does. just have to sometimes i mean i think especially now because you have your phone with you constantly like you just need to turn that off and just you know like just listen to your you know the universe or whatever it is that you listen to and and you know 
just, oh. I think everybody puts so much pressure on themselves to be on all the time. And yes, I remember when um, I got home and uh, my son had drawn a picture of me, but it was me on my phone. I was like, oh. oh. My son put a family <laughs> or a, a Father's Day card together once and he, there was something like that. It was like dad on his iPad or something, whatever. Yeah. And you realize, man, you know, he's right. So. Yeah. And these, I mean, I think that's is, one of maybe the good things about the pandemic, you know, because you do get to spend time yes. with your family and kind of slow down a little bit. So I'm hoping that there's things, positive things that'll come out of this as well Absolutely. as all the terrible things. Definitely. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. I mean, I sit and I, and I fret about not networking in person and not seeing my community, but you're right. It's, it's allowed me to be closer to home and, um, and and be around um try and be present as, as best we can you know it's it's like this huge weight on our shoulders at times like when is this thing going to be over yeah and i know up here in canada you know we've managed it but they're already saying oh here we are in the second wave it's just like oh come on even when you do it right it's not enough That's did you guys I'm see doing. the picture i posted on social media today um i asked people to caption it um oh yeah i saw that yeah toilet paper and an empty warehouse yeah so this is definitely the sign of phase two i don't know if it'll it'll zoom in oh toilet paper's running low yeah we're out of toilet paper and and paper towels now um so and it was like literally an old lady i'm like i i was thinking i was expecting like michael but i was expecting tags like you know michael buffer who's ready to rumble (laughs) you know (laughs) memories of that that woman and that fight over that toilet paper but um, the, is it getting bad again in Canada or it's is not it, really the, getting that bad. I mean, it's a second no. wave definitively, yeah, like here in Toronto, we're talking like 500 cases, right? Like it's, mm. it's, it's still very, very small compared to the U S but people's panic button is, yeah. has been set off. Yeah. And like, so they're going weird. out and buying hordes of toilet paper and stuff like that. And um, people do that here with the hurricanes too. If the news talks about, you know, a hurricane and then everything's gone. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember when I lived in Bermuda, it was the same thing. Try and get bottled water, you know, good luck with that and all those things. And then the storm would just pass right over and you'd be stuck with 200 gallons of water in your apartment. <laughs> and now what am I going to do with all this? And the batteries, how many batteries do I really need? <laughs> but yeah, it's weird that human nature. I, I didn't bother with that. I thought, well, I don't want to run out of toilet paper, you know, obviously. Right. But, uh, you know, you heard people trading bags of flour for toilet paper because flour went really fast. Really? Yeah. People were yeah, baking. Flour was one of the first things to go. Apparently people would bake. We did a lot of baking. It was a great way to, to do something with your kids and entertain them, right? Let's make more <laughs> bread. Yeah, well, no cookies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cookies. That's where we, we baked a lot of cookies. <laughs> yeah. Cookies, cupcakes, cakes. Uh, you well, therein lies. It's no coincidence that I started my new program on April 11th. When did the pandemic start? Middle of March. March 15th. Yeah, yeah, it was about three weeks in. I was going, okay, what do I want to eat today and watch <laughs> the world ending in front of me? You know, it was, um, yeah, it's it, it was amazing how behavior has changed. There was definitely that sort of hoarding mentality, but also everything was going to extremes. I personally feel that life doesn't have to be that way right now. We have to be, make smart choices and pay attention to what, you know, authorities are telling us for the most part, but I'm living life pretty normally. I go into stores. I don't hesitate to go into any store now. You know, they're, they're so they're they're practicing the the right um, social distancing and things, and they've got sanitizer there. 
it's not that hard to live our lives. And then we all have access to the world's biggest supermarket in uh, Amazon, right? Right. Like Amazon is just- And now they're back to normal shipping and delivering yeah. things within one, one or two days. Oh, they adjusted, they adapted and holy crap. Yeah, it's back to all the one day, except maybe toilet paper, Andrew. <laughs> Well, that's why at the Disney parks, everything's, you know, you have to have your temperature checked. You have, everybody has to wear a mask and there's social distancing and the rides and everything. I mean, it's, it's amazing. It's How do like, they social distance the rides exactly? Like, probably so just they stagger. put lines on the ground so that they're set amount apart. So and do they like only fill every other seat in like, say like a coaster? Like, so in yeah. Space Mountain, for example, are you you can only go with family members, obviously. Yeah, that's so they space it out. So like for different shows and things like that, they'll cut off half of the booth. So I don't know if you're the um, the Bear Jamboree. Yeah, uh, I remember that so one. So they, they cut off half of the booth so only you can sit in certain areas and then they block it off. So you can, on the, on the row, you can only sit in certain sections. And then on the rides, so like- um, Pirates um, of the Caribbean. Yeah, so they'll only put you in certain rows, basically. Right, okay. They'll put but a group what, together. You know, if you have a big group, they'll put you in one boat, and that's it. And what then, about, like, Avatar, for example, where you're, like, literally, like, side by side? Is it, like, every other? Yeah, they, they, they spread you out. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> it's <laughs> only 30% capacity, except on the weekends, I think it's higher now. And, wow. Yeah, so 30% is, is, that's the maximum that they will take, is 30% of their capacity? Mm-hmm. And does that mean yeah. things take longer or they're faster? Because I guess it takes longer to get in the park, but once wow, you're in the park, there's gonna be a lot of administration. I mean, we haven't noticed. It. I mean, we don't we don't go when I you know rope drop in the morning, but yeah. yeah, we haven't had any trouble. Most of the rides are walk on. Um, mm -hmm. Even Avatar was walk on, um, which wow, I waited like over an about, hour and a half for that. Ride. Yeah, it's normally about a two hundred and ten minute wait, and yeah. so we'll go to over. That's to a very specific and, time you've got figured out you know all the rides 210 oh, yeah. minutes for this 173 yeah. <laughs> for that but p.s <laughs> avatar is worth 210 minutes that is a it, yeah amazing. it totally is yeah. yeah but and now mickey's runaway railway at hollywood studios is also worth 210 minutes is star tours do a thing uh, well they star have tours? that i think you're thinking universal oh, i don't like that it was no 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 they had star tours <laughs> yeah, back in oh. california back when i went in the 80s okay i'm dating myself oh yeah yeah okay yeah and I, I it was pretty star freaking wars. cool no it, it had star wars characters yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. it's but it's one of those simulated rides where i just always feel nauseous but yeah they have a whole star yeah, wars land now cool. Okay. Yeah, actually, yeah, you're right. I was, I, I don't know why I was thinking that was Universal. Yeah, because well, they Disney just lost a whole new land for Star yeah. Wars, which was like last year, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, opened last July, I think. And the yeah. new ride just opened in February, Rise of the Resistance, which is really hard to get on. We haven't been on it yet. Wow, really? You haven't local. been on it? I'm not a huge Star Wars person, so okay. I haven't tried super. So you're not going to, you know, stand in line at yeah. midnight and no, Wait I like all the other rides at Hollywood Studios, so they can go do Rise of the Resistance and I'll go on all the <laughs> other ones, which we did learn the lesson on Tower of Terror. So they do have these spaces in line and, you know, the idea is you stop at one and then the people behind you stop at the line behind you and they're about, I don't think they're exactly six feet, but probably pretty Somewhere close to six feet. And the people behind us, I didn't realize they were drunk and they kept coming up very close to us and I get very antsy. And so I asked them, do you mind stay, staying back? And it was not a good situation. And my husband oh, was wow. ready to kill me. And uh, and so, yeah, they were not happy with us. She was 
very angry and said some words. And then, of course, we ended up being the only ones on Tower of Terror with them. So, oh, jeez. Scariest Tower of Terror ride ever. <laughs> it had nothing to do with the ride. No. My <laughs> husband's like, you are no longer allowed to talk to anyone. <laughs> yeah. well, I have I somebody uh, that wants you to plan their next Disney family trip for them. Absolutely. Anna, Give me a call. I'd be there you go, to. Anna. Join <laughs> Bookkeeping Gods. Get in the Slack channel. And she but, probably has a channel on there saying, plan your vacation to Disney World. Well, believe it or not, once again, we've, we've pretty much almost come to the hour. It's, it's 10 oh, 55. Wow. But we are going to, there's, a, I'm assuming there's people that want to come hang out with us. So what I, we don't normally just put the link out there on, on the thread. So if you're going to come in and do crazy things and, and <laughs> we'll just yeah. kick you out, but yeah. we're going to put the link out there. So if you want to come hang out now, Cindy, it is late. We understand it's, uh, well, I guess starting an hour early has its benefits. Yeah, it's, only, it's 11. I mean, there you I go. We what, got what, the... what I'd like you to close this out with, and this comes out of complete personal bias. Number one tips for planning a Disney vacation. <laughs> Top three tips for planning a Disney vacation. I plan your say, ears. I would say plan the things that you want to do and don't expect to do everything and take mm -hmm. breaks. And the thing that right now it's kind of not great because you, you can't park hop but we used to be able to park hop. And so I would highly recommend getting a park hopper if you come. Mm -hmm. So that way you can go and do one park in the morning, especially if you have little kids, yeah. um, do one park in the morning, go back to the hotel, sleep, <laughs> take yeah. a nap, go to the pool and then like in a the conference. Evening, do another, do a different park. Yeah. It's like we, a we, conference. No wonder we would, you're so good at conferencing too. <laughs> we would do a park hopper and then we would go to like the water park. So like, cause we're going oh, yeah. in like the summer. So you could like cool down and chill out and then sort of get a like breather and then hit back another park for the evening. Absolutely. Or the hotel. Cause the hotels, most of the hotels have water slides and crazy pools yeah. themselves. I mean, I think that's the, I mean, people, you know, a, a lot of people only go to Disney once or twice in their lifetime. So I think they just try to put way too much into it and then it just gets to be too much and it's not as enjoyable as if you just pick three or four things that you really want to do. Yeah. Well, I remember, I remember like literally running with a stroller from one side of the park to the other side of the park because we had fast passes and we had to be there in time to, to use our fast passes. And I planned out all my fast passes and I planned out all my meals and I had all this thing planned. And yeah, at, at some point sooner or later in that plan, you're just gonna go, fuck it, this isn't gonna work. Give up and just take it, take a leisurely pace. Right. Um, because if I didn't, my wife would have killed me. Yes. Uh, my kids were happy because they were sitting in the stroller getting pushed around. <laughs> um, and my, my tip, if you happen to have kids and you're taking kids there, which most of you will, is make sure you bring a stroller because otherwise the kids will, will fail fast. Um, the other thing that we were big on is, um, so we got uh, one of those like double strollers that you see all the time. So we had one for both kids and we got three of those portable fans. I don't know if you battery powered fans. Oh. They clip onto it, so we, it was supposed to be two for the kids and one for me. It quickly became three for daddy. Um, and then a little, um, it was the greatest little thing. It was just a uh, an umbrella that clips onto your stroller um, to provide shade because shade is few and few and far between. It is Florida. Yeah. Yes. Well, and Florida, and we would we're stupid enough to do it in July. Which, yeah, that's pretty and, um, yeah. yeah. Um. So that was, I think. Two tips. What's the what's the third and final one before we before we close off? Oh, I don't know. 
<laughs> There's a, probably have a million. Patience. That. Just, just have fun. Buy your ears. Yeah. Buy your ears. Buy your ears, ears and wear them, and just have a good time and wave at Mickey and stay yeah. six feet apart. Just so, do they kid. know you by name? It's like, oh, it's Miss Schrader's here. Well, no, she has the button. <laughs> Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna put the link in there. So um, when we're done, which uh, I guess we're gonna wind it down oh, right yeah. now, Andrew, come on have... in, hang out with us, and um, yeah, um, Cindy, that was a, a great conversation. Yeah, thank you, thank you so much for having me. Well, I'm glad we could have you on. That yeah, was a lot. It's of fun. always fun. Yeah, it's like another conference, our own little three-person conference. <laughs> okay, bye, everybody. <laughs>